The West Clare Drama Festival is underway. The annual festival, which is always eagerly anticipated by drama groups from around Clare and the country at large, has become a constant feature of the social and festival calendar of the locality of Doombeg, with strong audience attendance each night. I've been speaking with Rita McInerney, who is the PRO for the West Clare Drama Festival in Doombeg. I first asked her about the amount of work that has gone into putting the festival together. It certainly is. I mean, um, drama is very important to um, communities, particularly rural communities. And I think after COVID, people want to get out and do something and have have something to look forward to as well. Um, so it's a great source of entertainment, but also of keeping people, communities together. I mean, the Amateur Drama Council of Ireland are celebrating 70 years this year. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's the largest... Um, all Ireland organisation um, after the GA, so it, it it goes into a lot of communities all around the country, both in towns and villages. We've a great variety of of groups again this year. Yeah, and it's, it just seems to be the season for it. We've had quite a number of local drama groups on here on Morning Focus, and it's great to see that. Uh, drama, there's, there's such excitement and interest in it around the county and it really brings a community together. One of the Clare entrants uh, is a group we spoke to recently on the show, the Currafin Dramatic Society and um, their performance of Yvonne Quinn and Barbara Niquive's Stolen Child. That's just one of a number of uh, plays that's taken part. Uh, can you take us through the programme of events for the festival. On Monday, uh, the 6th, we have a new play. Um, it's written by Fintan Kelly, who also directs the play. So, in a Scorthy drama group are bringing his play Farsiders uh, to Doombeg. So, it's great to have the actual playwright um, as well. Um, then on Tuesday, the 7th, we have St. Patrick's drama group from Westport um, with a play called Dear Frankie. And this is about the um, Irish um, icon, I suppose, the, the lunchtime agony ant that used to be on, on RTE uh, years ago and a story of her life. Uh, so that'll be that'll be quite a, a poignant one, an interesting one. Um, then on Wednesday, we have our second Clare group. Uh, we're delighted to have Castlewood players from Cratlow and, of course, another classic, uh, the John B. Keane, the Chastitute, um, an hilarious story of, of, an, of an Irish bachelor. So looking forward to that too. And as you said, on Thursday the 9th, we have Cora Finn with Stolen Child um, another one that, that will be eagerly uh, looked forward to Friday then the 10th sees The Kings of the Kilburn High Road by Jimmy Murphy another Irish playwright um, again quite a famous play um, and Ray Leonard players from Clare Morris will bring us that production then on Saturday the 11th we have Kilmeen Drama Group probably one of the longest standing groups and dates I suppose in our calendar they, they always come on the second Saturday night of the festival um, they've been coming to us for, for a long number of years and this is a play I'm lo- really looking forward to myself it's one of my favourites um, Blight Spirit um, it's probably Noel Coward's most famous play and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a great uh, night's entertainment and I'm sure Kilmeen will, do, will do, do it justice then on the final night we will have um, Hinterland which are a group from Tipperary and they bring um, the play by the Western world. Another one, of course, we've had before, but but again, a play that people always come back to uh, by John Millington Singh. So it, it's a rich variety of, of groups and, and plays this year and, and a lot of, and not, not so many serious ones, I think, this year. I think a lot of groups are starting to get away from 
from, from that. I think after COVID, people are, are looking for entertainment and drama, but more entertainment than, than quite serious plays, you know. And that is so true, Rita. A number of the dramatic groups and societies we've spoken with have made that very point. And, you know, for, for a lot of them, they weren't even able to to perform or to, to get together over the course of COVID. So, you know, when they finally come back, I suppose you don't want to be doing anything too heavy. But, I mean, across the, whole, the run of the programme, and not just this year, but every year, is it important that there is a a mixture to some degree of serious, uh, heavy, funny, you know, a bit of light and shade across all the performances and plays? There certainly is. And I think as well as that, in, in, the, in the, the programme, you have what we call open groups and confined groups. So open groups are probably, if you like, they're the the, the premiership and and the the confined are the first. It's two sections compete in the drama circuit so that it gives groups a chance to start out and and perform in the confined section and then possibly move up to the the open section. So it it gives everyone an opportunity. And our adjudicators are always professionals in their field. So they're probably actors themselves or professional directors or those that teach theatre. So they're bringing their element of professionalism to the adjudications and and the purpose is to uh, improve those groups and to give them guidance and to to help them to achieve greater artistic uh, performance uh, with with their with their with their productions so um, gone were the days I suppose there was years ago there was probably criticism that adjudicators were could be quite publicly critical and there is always a public adjudication from the stage after a performance but then the um, there's a private adjudication with the uh, group themselves which gives them the chance to, to trash it out with the adjudicator about their interpretation and how they would see to improve it. So that that day is gone where there's there's uh, public criticism to a huge degree, but it still gives the audience a professional's interpretation and maybe a bit of background into the group or sorry into the the play or into the the playwright and and gives a bit of context uh, around the play and 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 that that is always quite quite interesting. But it is great; it's a great way to to learn on the circuit. The festival itself um, also serves uh, in terms of the, the, the competitive process. Can you describe to people who may not be familiar, Rita, how the West Clare Drama Festival in Doombeg works as part of the overall all-Ireland finals for, for, for plays. Yes, as I said, the ADCI, the Amsterdam Council of Ireland, are in its 70th year this year. They have two sections, an open section and a confined section. So every festival then will award, every adjudicator from every festival will award a first, second and third in those two sections. And then those sec- those awards, the first, second and third, are given a point, a certain point system. And then depending on how many festivals you enter... You basically take the uh, the best results from your festivals. Most groups will enter anything between five and eight festivals and they will take the best results they got and that'll go on to a leaderboard and then that'll determine whether they qualify for the All-Irelands. The Open All-Ireland final is always held in Athlone um, every year and then the confined All-Irelands rotate between the four provinces and we were fortunate enough before COVID to host the um, confined section All-Ireland in 2019 and it was a huge success 
success in Dunbeg. And I suppose the reason it was a success and, and, and you know, getting groups from around the country that would normally come to Dunbeg um, was was part of it. And we were very fortunate that we have huge support from local businesses, uh, from Clare County Council, from the Clare Arts Office, um, that, that allows us to, to put on that, to host that All Ireland in 2019, but also to host the festival every year because it, it, it's a very expensive um, festival to run. Uh, you you have of course to to feed all of your groups, which is very important, and and provide hospitality. Uh, you have your hall rental, you have your your light and heat, and all that. You have to pay the professional adjudicator, of course, and you also help the groups by giving them a contribution to come to your festival. Uh, but we've been very fortunate to be supported by businesses, and then by patrons. We're probably one of them. We we are up there when it because you know performing having performed myself in the past. You go to festivals where where um. Um, audiences are quite small whereas we're very fortunate in Dubeg to have um, a good following a good solid following and we've we've a great community um, centre and um, we've for the last number of years we've started to introduce tiered seating so it gives a, a bit more uh, formality to it and it also gives a bit more of the ambience and, and feeling of a theatre so we've tiered seating at the back um, which, which allows that adds that bit more to the experience and I would imagine it brings a lot of excitement and activity to Doombeg for the, 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 the week or so or just over a week. Um, and, and, you know, it must be great for the local businesses because I'd imagine aside from the people involved in the various productions, they may bring supporters in some cases and there may be people not just in Doombeg but from surrounding areas or even further afield in Clare or perhaps even elsewhere in the country who come to Doombeg because they're drama buffs and you know, they just love that, that that week, you know, like any other festival in Clare, be it a music festival that can attract people. So it would be the case, I would imagine, with the West Clare Drama Festival. Certainly, we get a lot of people from around the county who are very well supported. And as you said, those supporters come as well. So they ha- often have to stay locally in, in local accommodation. They they spend money in local shops and restaurants and pubs. They might have a drink beforehand. They stay for, for a drink afterwards and they have to, they have to eat. Um, and so it does bring that, that bit more to the local economy which is very welcome they have to travel there and there and back so you know businesses on the way often benefit as well um, and then of course in terms of the excitement we try to get the schools involved particularly the primary schools because uh, we have an art competition so we get the, the children and it's amazing to see their interpretation they they get to in, they're given the list of the drama group the drama groups and the uh, performances the plays they're putting on and they're asked to to select one and do a painting or, or a drawing that's an interpretation of that play. So you get some really interesting uh, interpretations of of the titles of the plays from the, the children. So it's, it's, it's amazing to see. So it adds to that sense of occasion. And, and you're hoping to foster more drama and foster more, more young people to get interested in drama because it, it's a, a hugely positive pastime and there's a lot of camaraderie and you, be, you create friends all all around the country in different festivals and in different groups um, and it, it's great fun because there's such a buzz being on stage that when you come off you're on a high so there's all of that um, you know festival club as they call it where we go to the I go in and Caroline and Mick look after everybody uh, really well for, for they, they feed the groups as well and, and they also have the festival club and there's a lot of um, you know everyone has to do their party piece and, and uh, singing and storytelling and stuff afterwards 
words as well. So it's a real, it's a real uh, enjoyable um, pastime and, and something that's very important. Uh, not very well supported by government agencies, really. The money just generally comes from, from the festivals themselves. Um, and it is something that I think we should invest a little bit more in amateur um, drama um, to, to support them. Because it says it's, it's quite an expensive endeavour. <laughs> and as we see uh, Irish actors hoovering up awards left, right and centre, this could be the first step on a journey to somebody becoming the next Barry Keoghan or Kerry Condon as well. So, uh. And certainly, of course, the, the Mescals in Cora Clare have been great supporters <laughs> of the Drama Festival over the years and have always come. So so it, it's in the blood there, definitely. And, and, and the, you know, and there's plenty of actors in Cora Clare as well. So he didn't lick it off a stone. <laughs> definitely not. Well, look, it should be a brilliant occasion, as it always is. That's the West Clare Drama Festival in Doombeg, which is going to be running to Sunday, the 12th of March. And you'll see plenty of brilliant plays and uh, lots of talent there as well and there'll be a great vibe and buzz around Doombeg and uh, Rita McInerney the PRO for the festival thanks so much for joining me in studio thank you very much and everyone can book online then with the westclaredramafestival.com website it's, you can book online as, uh, on the on there so it makes it quite easy to, to do that and there's a season ticket for 60 euros which is great value and then you can or you can pay by, by the night and that is Rita McInerney, the PRO for the West Clare Drama Festival in Doonbeg, who I was speaking to earlier. And the festival is underway and uh, you can find out more on their website.